Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The lights are out. Curry gets it. The lights go out. The game is over. And we're here to pick up the pieces. This is Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Now to Doncic, shot clock at seven. Mavs lead 97-94. Doncic on Curry. Drives in, flipped it to the corner. Dinwiddie for three, good! 100-94, it's a two-possession game, and the Warriors on the downside, stuck on six points. And the Warriors, uh, that shot would cap a 26-1 run for the Dallas Mavericks in the fourth quarter as they outscore the Warriors in the fourth quarter, 33-13, 107-101 Dallas the final. Warriors take the loss here, and this is a second consecutive massive home collapse 11 nights apart inside Chase Center. We welcome you inside to Warriors wrap-up. John Dickinson with you here for the next hour or so, and uh, let's just give out the phone number right now, 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. If you want to react to this one, we're going to hear from Steve Kerr as he tries to put the pieces together in the aftermath of one of the most difficult to swallow losses of this Golden State Warrior season, and that's saying something because there's been a few over the course of, of the last couple of weeks, and you need to look no farther than the last game the Warriors played right before the All-Star break in this building where they collapsed in a game that they hadn't trailed uh, until the closing seconds uh, when Denver was able to beat them tonight. Warriors jump out. Looks like it's an extension of the ball game in Portland on Thursday. A 30-12 to lead right out of the chute. The ball was humming. Wiggins was getting uh, whatever he wanted at will. Uh, and the Warriors wound up 37-24 ahead at the end of the first quarter. Uh, the Nuggets were able to, or the Mavericks rather, were able to whittle that lead down to 52-46. But the Warriors uh, did what they did uh, well in the second and third quarters, closing both of them uh, by pushing leads back up uh, after the Nuggets would make runs. Nuggets had cut it to six. Warriors push it right back up uh, at the half to a 60-48. to 48. And then right out of the gate in the third quarter, Warriors jump on the Nuggets again. Really one of the storylines in this one leading up to the collapse was the fact that, that the Warriors starters effectively had dominated the game. Now tonight was a bad night for the Warriors bench, really up and down, uh, rough night for Jordan Poole, bad night for Jonathan Kaminga, uh, Nemanja Bialica struggled, I mean, Damian Lee, Wolf, Otto Porter, yikes, uh, and it was just not a night for, for the Warriors uh, bench players, and it was one of those games where when the Warriors went to the bench, the, the Mavs would quickly make a run, but the Warriors at least through three quarters, had enough to continue to extend it, uh, and the Warriors were able to push uh, it back up to 21. In the third quarter, Warriors made a run uh, at the beginning, late third, beginning of the fourth, uh, led by 14 going to the fourth quarter. It was 88-74, to 74, and then the Warriors got the first five of the fourth, and that was when this whole thing flipped. 93-74 Warriors with about 10 minutes to go, and then the Dallas Mavericks go on a 26 to 1 run. It's 100 to 94 on that Dinwiddie 3 that we played to open it uh and Dallas goes on to get the victory tonight 
by that six-point margin as the teams exchange baskets. The Mavs hit their free throws down the stretch in this one. Uh, and no heroics. 13-point fourth quarter. Uh, the Warriors let the momentum get the better of them. And, you know, you could make the case, and we will hear from Steve Kerr, that maybe he stuck with some of the bench guys a little bit too long and allowed that momentum to, to really come and, and, and upend the Warriors to where they couldn't turn it in the fourth. And, and it was just... Uh, a night, yes, where you miss Clay Thompson. Uh, a night, yes, where you miss Draymond Green and, and and Andre Iguodala. But it's also not the kind of night I think where you make excuses for this fourth quarter and and how the, the Warriors played. It, it's not an indicator in my mind that this team can or can't get X or Y or Z done in the postseason because those players will be playing in the postseason, and it's just a different team where there are more options. Uh, but I do think it is a lesson learned for this Warriors team that you got to keep playing and you and you gotta uh, you gotta find ways to to offset runs because those things do translate uh, in the playoffs. So eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero triple eight. 957-9570. Want to give people an opportunity to react either via text or via the phone lines. Uh, we'll hear from Steve Kerr. We'll get into everything that he had to say, but just uh, an ugly, ugly, ugly loss, and you're not going to want to miss what Steve Kerr has to say about it. Let, let's get Danny and Clayton in here to start things off on Warriors wrap-up here on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Danny, you're up first here tonight on 95.7 The Game. Yeah, let me just say, uh, you know, Bringing, bringing Clay back, bringing Dre back, bringing Wilt Chamberlain back. It doesn't matter. These rotations are ridiculous. We have no idea. You know, back in the day, we knew David West was coming in. We knew Livingston was coming in. Who knows what's happening right now? It is ridiculous. We got Damon Lee, Damian Lee in, in, in the fourth quarter. Like, we're not – like, Steve Kerr is not even – like uh, – like, I want to know that he knows what he's doing. I want to trust him, but I don't. Re- I don't understand what's happening right now. Like that was a game that we simply gave away. Appreciate the call. Uh, and and look, here's the layout. Yeah, Damian Lee played in the fourth quarter. You you put Moses Moody in the starting lineup tonight, which was a surprise. And and Moody he he played okay uh, in his time two of four five points but he was among that group that that did things well the starting group that that for the most part played well uh in this game uh but if Moody gets the start and you don't have Clay Thompson then at that point uh peculiar that Jordan Poole uh it didn't get more minutes but also if you're saying well why did why was a guy like Damian Lee on the floor down the stretch well Jordan Poole was 0 for 7 tonight and and got attacked defensively, repeatedly. Uh, Jonathan Kaminga, with one of his poorer games, got into some foul trouble early on in the game, and he was somebody that I don't think you were necessarily going to trust down the stretch uh, if you're Steve Kerr. Uh, so you know, Wiggins started off playing really well. He really struggled a- as the game went on. And so I think Gary Payton the second is somebody that you knew was going to be out there and was out there. And good things happened tonight when Gary Payton was was on the floor for the Warriors. So I, I think I hear where Warrior fans are coming from with respect to the rotation and who's in the game when and, and when this team has struggled at times. There's been issues. You know, Damian Lee tends to be out there. But, but the question I would have on a night like tonight would be who should have finished the game. Who, maybe you go to Moses Moody, who, who's a rookie making a, a rare start. If you're going just based on tonight's performance, maybe that would have been a more applicable option. I was surprised that the Jordan Poole didn't get more run down the stretch. But again, it's not, if you look at the box score and look at the way that he played, it's not surprising that he wouldn't uh, have been out there at, at the end of the game. So I, I understand the frustration, but the other part of, you know, you can say, don't add this guy or that guy to the mix, and, and it doesn't matter who comes back. Those players coming back means that there's just more options for Steve Kerr uh, to, to go to when things are starting to slip away. And I think the Warriors got engulfed, really, in, in a tidal wave of the Mavs make a little bit of a run, and the Warriors are looking for a bucket, and you know Kaminga missed a dunk, 
and you know, Curry's missing a, a layup at, at different points and you know, a couple of shots rejected. Jordan Poole drove looking for his first bucket, got swatted, went back the other way, and, and the Warriors were just looking for answers. A couple of shots, a couple of misses here or there turned into – uh, just it, it turned into something that was overwhelming, and then the Warriors are able to finally get to the free throw line, and Andrew Wiggins can't knock down the free throws at the level that, that, that he needs to knock them down. And tonight, another example of that, two for six for Andrew Wiggins from the free throw line, and the free throw shooting has been around 40% for the month of February, which is now uh, in the book. So there's a lot of blame to go around in this one, and I understand the frustration, but in some of these other games where Warrior fans have been frustrated, there's been an easier or a clear-cut, uh, I think, answer. If this player is playing and and you feel maybe he shouldn't have been playing down the stretch, well, then who else would you go to in his place? And tonight's a night where uh, I, I don't know that there's a lot of answers because there were enough players, really everybody that came off the bench not playing well for the Warriors tonight. Robin in San Francisco's next. Hey, Robin, you're on 95.7 The Game. Hey, um, John, listen, uh, I had to call in. We can't go into an in-depth analysis. I hope to catch you again on another show. Uh, but you've talked to me long enough to, I think, figure out what I'm going to say. You know, I'm disappointed, but I don't think you – I think you would know I'm not really surprised because I guess I don't mean to be negative, neg- Nancy, but I have said all along, you've heard me speak about this roster. And I just want to say this. You know, you, you have fans. I knew it was a matter of time before fans were calling and bring Steve Kerr. you got to look at your personnel. you got to look at your roster. You don't go from a seventh seed to being a championship, but they've gone from a seventh seed to being damn competitive. Do you follow what I'm saying? So I'm really more or less speaking to the fans. Cut it out. Stop blaming. Learn to just look at things in perspective here. So uh, they have to get better. They've been their defense is what kept them in because they've always been offensively flawed. Whether uh, they believe that or not, I like to hear you speak to that. I, I hope I'm making sense here because the fans was really got me to call call in JD to tell them to cut it out, stop the blame game, look at the personnel, look what they're trying to do. That's all I have to say. Take care, JD, and hope to talk to you again uh, more in depth in another show about this. Bye now. Yeah. I appreciate it, Robin. Thank you. Thank you for the call. Uh, I, I think Kevon Looney, although the Mavs went small and made it more difficult, they were essentially playing Bertans at, at center for for good chunks uh, of uh, down in, in the fourth quarter. And I think Steve Curry wanted to go to Porter at, at center. He, he, you know, Looney was having a, a decent game. He went to Lee basically over Poole. Uh, down the stretch, but I think part of the problem for the Warriors was, you know, Luka Doncic was out at the beginning of the fourth quarter. The Warriors got the first five of the fourth quarter, and then that's when the run started, <laughs> right from that point. And then Luka's coming back in the game, and now you're having to, to decide whether you're going to play Curry the whole fourth quarter or not, and Steve Kerr decided to give him a couple-minute rest, and the Mavs just kept taking control of the game to where when you take time out to put Curry back in, you're at a point where things almost have to go perfect. But to the bigger picture of what Robin's talking about here, I mean, this roster, and I think it's pretty clear, this roster as it's currently constituted and was constituted tonight without Draymond and and, and Clay. Tonight's a night where you just look at it, point blank. It's just reality. Tonight was a night where they needed Clay Thompson because they got nothing from Jordan Poole, very little from Jonathan Kaminga, and Damian Lee was, was a rough go. You know, so tonight, tonight, where you'd love to have plugged Clay Thompson in, but but he wasn't available, uh, you know, feeling ill, and and so this roster, when you start taking pieces off of the way it was built at the beginning of the year, the reality is it becomes more vulnerable, it becomes more susceptible to really both ways of of getting beat and collapsing, right? They they get outscored 39-30 against Denver right before the All-Star break. Uh, and, you know, they lose that way where they're able to score points, but they can't get any stops. And then you look at, at tonight, they score 13 points in the fourth quarter, and they wound up getting outscored 33-13, to and, and they lose that way. Scoring droughts have been an issue, uh, letting teams – 
more and more frequently get on get on some bigger runs and score more at will when Draymond Green has been out has has been an issue uh, for this Warriors team. But I, I I do think it's a fair thing not to to say it's an excuse. But but this is a different team. Like this isn't the whole team. Now that being said, though. You got to play 48 minutes because chances are this Warriors team is going to have to play some playoff games where they aren't going to have everybody in the exact specific role that you'd want them to be in, and you're going to have to navigate it, and you're going to have to stop runs, and you're going to have to you know, not let a 10-0 run become a 16-0 run and not let a 16-0 run become a 26-1 run. And if you can do that, uh, then you find yourself in a, in a position uh, where you know all you need are a couple of buckets along the way, and even though it, it, it wasn't necessarily the prettiest of quarters, then you still find a way to, to get yourself to the finish line. 888-957-9570, John Dickinson here uh, inside Chase Center as the Warriors lose a 21-point lead uh, to the Dallas Mavericks. They're outscored 33-13 to in the fourth quarter, uh, and the Mavs go on to win uh, 107-101. to So the Warriors uh, get back uh, out of the break with a win against Portland, and then uh, they wind up uh, following that up with uh, a second consecutive home collapse. You're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ-FM, uh, San Francisco, and Odyssey Station. Uh, let's get Drew in Oakland up next here on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Drew. Hey, J.D., how you doing tonight? I'm good, man. I'm good. Trying to make sense of it all. I know people are frustrated, and they and they should be, Drew. Right. It just doesn't make sense, J.D. Like I was telling your producer just now, you know, this. the thing is this guy, this team doesn't look like the guys that are going to win a title. This does not look like a championship team. And although I, most of the time I agree with my other P1 uh, Robin out in the city, you know, at this point, the excuses, well, Draymond's not here, Clay's not here. Well, if you would said, told someone you had spot him a 19-point lead with under 10 minutes to go against this Dallas team, you figure it's a win. But, you know, there's no one to shut him down. There's no lockdown guy here at the end that, that you know, you put him in and like, okay, they're going to protect the lead with Draymond and, and Clay out. But you know what? Other teams go without a team, uh, without a guy, uh, one of their big guys, and they still find a way to win. I mean, tonight it was Dimwitty. Who's next? The Joker? Aiton? Oh, we just couldn't. You know, Aiton got hot at the end, and, and they lost by four. So it's always an excuse. And at this point in the season, it, it's not November. If it was November, ah, you know, don't worry about it. But it's 20 games or so left. It's the sprint. You need to be having your rotation set. With you know, with the exception, of course, of Draymond and maybe Iguodala, but everything needs to be set, and you should be getting into your groove right now. You know, I'm worried about this team playing Memphis. I'm worried about this team playing, you know, anyone really, because you know they get up and some of these youngsters they act like they won something. They're up by 19, with the exception of Curry, they act like they won something. They start coasting like there's no urgency there. They didn't stand on the throat and put these guys to sleep. And this is what's going to happen in the playoffs. I mean, they get up by 10, and what's going to happen? They lose by 9. So my point here, and I'll let you go, J.D., is who's going to be the guy that steps up down the stretch? It can't always be Curry. And, of course, it's not Draymond. And by the time he gets back, you know, he might only have a handful of games to get with it. So who's going to be the person that steps up and, and, and does it? It's not going to be Poole, obviously. So, uh, appreciate it, JD. You have a good night. I'm just very disappointed, man. This is not championship uh, basketball down the stretch. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate appreciate it, Drew. I, I think w- the question you have to ask yourself, and, and you you look at it in individual players, because it, it it's almost two separate conversations. It's you say you want the rotation to get set, and I hear you. But part of getting the rotation set is getting your main guys back that are going to be playing in the biggest moments. If if Draymond Green is playing tonight and Jonathan Kaminga doesn't have it, then you're not even playing Jonathan Kaminga 17 minutes. Like th- this is exactly what the kind of thing that I'm getting at when we have these conversations about who's in the playoff rotation and who's not and for how long. If if the Warriors don't have, and this is the perfect night to to really make this point and have it hit home. If the Warriors don't have Draymond or Iguodala or Clay Thompson in the playoffs, they're not winning a championship. In fact. 
they probably aren't making it to the conference finals if it if it happened early enough on. They might have trouble in the first round if they had to play a, a series without those players. Now, the reality is those players are all on track. And Clay just missed a game because he was ill. Draymond's on track to come back. And Iguodala, I think the Warriors believe, can be a factor for them in the, in the postseason. So that then changes the rotation. There's a, there's a trickle-down effect. You know, Moses Moody wouldn't be playing at all tonight. Uh, you know, Damian Lee probably wouldn't be playing at all tonight. Uh, you'd figure out if Jordan Poole doesn't have it, who's going to get his minutes. The key, though, is you relate it back to the individual players that didn't play well tonight. And the question you have to ask yourself with regard to that is, are Jordan Poole and Kaminga and Damian Lee, as role players, when you have everybody, are they going to be able to use tonight as, you know, keep it in the memory bank, and remember that you got to keep playing when you have the rest of the player. Because if you don't have the rest of the guys, it's not going to matter. It's not going to matter. You're just not going to win it. But does tonight change your opinion about these players when they're in their normal roles? That's the question I think you have to ask yourself. And, and it is frustrating when you look at it now because, you know, this is another opportunity the Suns lost today. They've lost two in a row. I, I know the Warriors have said they're not worried about the, the one seed and well, you can't be if you're going to lose games like like tonight, back to six back of, of Phoenix, even though they uh, got beat. And you know Memphis won in Chicago last night. So now you lose a little bit of ground on, on the Grizzlies uh, as well. And the schedule's only going to get tougher. You're playing Dallas again this week. You're going and, and playing Minnesota. You're going to be at the Lakers. you got a couple of games in Denver. Milwaukee's coming in. So when you play well, you got to figure out ways to finish those games. Brian and Hayward on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Brian. Hey, how's it going, fellas? I um doing well, man. Doing all right. That, Hanging in there. <laughs> Thanks. I I just wanted to say, in in hindsight, strictly in hindsight, after the game tonight, I feel that we should have um, allowed Jordan Poole. Yes, we're 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 back on that topic. <laughs> to uh, pretty much just you know take whatever shot he wanted tonight, um, especially with Clay not being there, you know. Um, I, I just feel after watching the game tonight, because we went so long, I don't know how many minutes I watched that game and, and the ball just didn't go through the basket in the third quarter for him. I mean, they hit a free throw or something, but I would have loved to have just seen Jordan Poole out there shooting it like he thought he was Steph. And, and, and I don't think we would have, you know, had the same outcome. And um, another thing, too, is Luca's man, as as a basketball fan, I like that guy's game, but he uh, he strikes me as a little hardenish, if you know what I mean, kind of with the personality and this and that. But um, it's so fun to watch him, and um, I think that uh, that pickup with Dinwiddie for them that was that's really good for them. That's it. That's going to be big for them. Uh, Dinwiddie's a um, he's a perfect piece to play along with a guy like Luca, in my opinion. Um, but if you look at it, guys, you know. I, I'm I'm just holding my breath for for the full squad, you know, even Wiseman, Igudala, Draymond, Clay when he's here. I mean, I just can't understand us losing with all those guys healthy. Uh, have a good night, guys. Thanks a lot. Yeah, appreciate it. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. A couple of text messages to get to from the Comcast Business text line. Uh, as far as Jordan Poole, and this is the one thing I'd wonder about Jordan Poole tonight, and and, and I'm just. Clay Thompson comes up ill, missed practice yesterday, it sounds like, non-COVID illness. Uh, he's going to miss the game tonight. Uh, we went through, and, and, and Alan Stiles was doing the pregame with me, Warriors Live, earlier here on 95.7 The Game, and we're running through, hey, Clay's not going to start tonight. He's not going to be available. Who goes into the starting lineup? And we talked about Jordan Poole. We talked about Jonathan Kaminga. Steve Kerr had already said that, that Gary Payton the second was still going to be there. Uh, Damian Lee's name was even mentioned uh, at one point. Moses Moody's name was not mentioned. And the the one thing that I think to relate to, to Jordan Poole, I wonder if Jordan Poole was a little ticked off today at the, at the fact that he wasn't thrown back into the starting lineup where he's played so well uh, for this Warriors team in all of the time that Klay Thompson was out and almost a, a reward. Hey, Jordan, 
uh, you know, you've been working hard coming off the bench. We got you in this role. I know Steve Kerr the last couple of games has tried to get the rotation more in order, what maybe it's going to look like. Uh, you know, moving forward, although I, I, I still don't totally buy that he's really settling in on a rotation when, you know, you, you look at, at the number of players that are that are still out. Uh, but I, I have to wonder in a night where Jordan Poole goes out and, and he's 0 for 7 and he only plays 19 minutes, which is a few minutes under, you know, what typically would be, even though he was getting he was getting beat defensively and he wasn't making shots. But the one thing I wonder about Poole was, as it relates to the the time that he played, was he a little ticked off tonight that maybe he didn't get the starting nod, uh, and and and, he, and Moses Moody gets an opportunity uh, in front of him to to go right into the starting lineup to keep to keep Pool and and so just you know not for nothing, not saying we know. I'm sure it's something that'll get asked about or, or reported on in, in the coming days. But but that's the kind of game tonight that makes me wonder like why would Steve Kerr not ride him out a little bit longer in this one or give him an opportunity down the stretch and he didn't and and so I, I think uh, it's just you know one thing that I thought because I probably would have run with Poole because Poole and, and, and Curry had, had played so well together uh, down the stretch uh, in, in, in a lot of these games where Clay Thompson had been out. Uh, 888-957-9570. No excuse. 925. Uh, Danny and Clayton checking in. No excuse. Embarrassing. Uh, tonight, uh, 925 also saying, hey, oh, so add Clay and we win? Maybe, but you don't lose a game like this, Clay or not, and win a championship there's a bigger problem here. Uh, well, look, it's it's not so much about one individual game. The point is this roster without Clay and without Draymond and without Iguodala, they're just not as good. They're not. It's it's a different team. If this team had to play the entire season without Draymond and Clay and Iguodala, I mean, how many games would they win? They they wouldn't be forty three and eighteen right now. I'll guarantee you that. In fact, they might be they might be closer to where. The Mavericks' record is, or worse, if they had to play the whole year without uh, Draymond Green. Uh, so, I mean, that that's kind of the point that I'm getting at. It's not, it's not. Oh, you had the 21 point lead. You can't let the 21 point lead get away under any circumstances. But you're more susceptible to blowing 21 point leads with this team that actually suited up tonight than your full squad team. I don't see why that's so hard to understand. And I'm not, again, making an excuse. If you're up 21, you need to win the game. Uh, a lot of people frustrated with Bielitsa uh, and Damian Lee. Uh, the 415 checks in. Okay, so I blame Curry. Why? Because he's a superstar with a 20-plus lead in the fourth quarter. Superstars take over. Uh, yeah, Warrior fans are on one tonight. No doubt. Warrior fans are, are on one tonight. Uh, Warriors look like a first-round exit. Uh, I'm not going to go that far. But, again, uh, I will say it one more time. If – you get to April and the beginning of May, and Draymond Green's not playing in playoff series. They're vulnerable in any series. There's no question about it. It's just not. I mean, it's this. Now you get those guys back, and you build a little bit of momentum toward the playoffs, and they stay healthy throughout the playoffs. Then you can you can win the NBA championship as well. All right, eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. Triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. We'll come back. We'll hear from Steve Kerr. More phone calls. More text messages. Uh, John Dickinson here uh, inside Chase Center where the Mavs beat the Warriors 107-101. You heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. All right, back here inside Chase Center where the Mavs hand the Warriors their 18th loss of the season 107-101 the final so the Warriors now 43-18 and they're about to hit the road every other day beginning in Minneapolis on Tuesday and that'll be March 1st at Minnesota then the rematch against the Mavs at Dallas at the Lakers at Denver that game wedged in a makeup game from late December before the Warriors' next home game on March the 8th against the Clippers. Let's uh, get Jose in here at 888-957-9570. Hey, Jose. Hey, how's it going? Happy Sunday. Yeah, you too, my man. So, you know, I think right now uh, 
we've got to set expectations, right? And it's hard to do when you're so when you've been out of it, frankly, the last two years, and there's been injuries. We all know that, right? But we got spoiled a little bit once we saw Draymond and the team come together early on without Clay. Once Clay's come back and Draymond's been out, I mean, you you can't say it more than than enough. Uh, it's a different team, and, and I think we have to understand the team's still not set until Wiseman's back, and and, and I'm hoping he's going to be back soon. But as long as you have that inconsistency on the defensive floor without a Draymond, uh, you don't really have anyone else at that stature to take command and get it done. I think Staff was playing well above beyond his capacity, though he's a, he's a Hall of Famer for sure. There's no doubt about that. But he was playing lights-out basketball early on in the season. He can't do that for the full season. <laughs> I mean, I love him. Don't get me wrong. I, I, but, you know, he's at MJ. Right, and, and and that's why MJ. There's only one. You know, LeBron can say whatever he wants. He's nowhere near like Michael's status. Whatever he thinks, he's wrong. Um, but that's a whole separate conversation. Bottom line, we need to be a little bit patient. I, I think you're right. Kerr still hasn't figured out the lineup yet because he doesn't have a full team, and and we've got to just hang in there with him and understand that because I think within a week or two of the All Star break, if you still see them at this level of play, even within a week. Then I'll get nervous, but until then, I'm gonna I'm gonna just stay a fan and keep reading them on. Thanks. Thanks for the call, Jose. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. I think we know the players that are gonna be playing come playoff time if they're healthy, because I I think that the nine is set, and we've talked about it for months. But Steve Kerr hasn't had these players all healthy and able to put into uh, the foundation for a nine man rotation. I mean, Curry and Clay are gonna play. Wiggins and Draymond are going to play. Looney's going to play. That's your starting five. Now, you know Poole and Porter are going to play. That's that's six and seven. Peyton is going to play. He's eight. And I think if Iguodala's healthy, he's in the rotation. That's nine right there. And then you start talking about, and Kerr runs a bigger rotation even in the playoffs. Then you start talking about Kaminga. And then you have to see who the backup center is going to be. Is it going to be Wiseman? Is Bielitsa going to get time? It's almost going to be a different player, maybe in a different night or depending upon the series, who's going to get run. But beyond that, you know, well, the, the rest of it's going to be spot minutes. Or if somebody's injured, somebody's going to have to fill in. Like, you're not going to see a lot of Moody and you're not going to see a lot of Damian Lee. and You're probably not going to see a lot of Juan Toscano-Anderson unless there are specific matchups in a game or in a series to where maybe one of those players takes some minutes away from another player that has one of those top nine spots. But right now, I mean, we're talking about of the, the for sure top nine, and a game like tonight, you had, you're missing a third of that. You're missing a third of that top nine. And, and you maybe are even missing Wiseman, who might be, because he's the backup center, the 10th the man. At, at, at that point in time. So uh, it does make it difficult, and, and that is going to mean, like on a night like tonight, that, that Kaminga's going to play, uh, you know, get his opportunities as he had, and, and Moody was going to play. And Moody, Moody, I thought, was solid. Uh, didn't hit shots, but but I thought his floor game was, was pretty good tonight. Uh, it, it was just once you put Moody in that starting lineup, you got nothing from Poole, and, and Kaminga was bad, and Bielitsa was another rough night for him. And... A lot of nights, Otto Porter has saved the Warriors by hitting a couple of threes or making some important plays and key moments, and that didn't happen tonight. And Damian Lee, it didn't happen for him either, and the Warriors got engulfed in this this tidal wave of, of momentum by the Mavs, uh, and, a, and a 10-point run turned into a 16-point run turned into a 26-to-1 run. And all of a sudden, the Warriors are down six, and it's ball game. Uh, you know, it... It shouldn't happen. It sure as heck shouldn't happen in consecutive games at home the way that, that this has happened for the Warriors. But they got to figure out a way to get some buckets. they got to figure out a way to, to get a few more stops in, in key moments. And they got to figure out a way to stem the tide. Because the one thing where I do think this translates, and Steve Kerr alluded to this, and we're going to play the Steve Kerr press conference here coming up, uh, you know, the game never being over and needing to withstand runs, that does play in the playoffs. That that. That is real in the playoffs. Teams are always going to go on runs, and even when you're up 16 or 17 and it kind of feels like it's over, 
it's really not over. Another team will go on an 8 nothing run right away. You have to be able to get a bucket or two to, to push it back up to 12 and to keep fighting off that team as they make that run. All right, 888-957-9570. Let's get a couple of more calls in here before we hear from Kerr. Uh, Dino is up next here. What's going on, Dino? Hey, what's going on, uh, J.D.? Thanks for taking my call. Hey, can you hear me okay? I got you loud and clear, brother. All right, beautiful. Oh, man, I, um, I just left the game. I actually was able to go to the game tonight i'm a ticket holder and took my sister and was having a blast um but uh one of my seatmates called something out that just again rang true this game which we've seen a pattern of which is we just seem to coast and um and it manifested again tonight in, in kind of in the same time frame which is you know kind of that third period start of the fourth and um, and I don't know what it is. Like people could say it's the minute situation with Steph, and people can obviously say it's you know we're missing guys, right? And uh, you could also say, look, like we've got our core team, and then we've got these young guys who are learning how to play championship ball, and that's tough to do. So all of those could be true and probably are, but there's just a couple in-game um, adjustments that I'm just I'm not seeing. Um, and I saw clearly tonight, and it's, I've seen it a few times, which is we were coasting almost, you know, almost up 20, right? And that was the time where in the past we would have gone for the jugular. You push it to 25, sometimes it's insurmountable. And it got down to like, you know, 17 and 16 and 15, and they got down to 12, right? Um, and I noticed in those minutes we had the Elitza and Lee in the game. And I, I was looking at my sister like, hey, why is GP2 not in this game right now? Why is Wiggins not in this game? Where's Looney? And then, right towards the end of the game, there was a point, uh, I think four minutes left, where we subbed Curry out. And I just, I, I, I was like screaming, like, why are you taking them out? And in one game, it wouldn't be a big deal, but I've seen this in like four or five games. So, I, you know, again, I don't know, I don't know, is that Kerr, is that Mike Brown, like, you know, is our guys, I mean, we were missing a lot of shots and all that, but like, you know, a few games makes a pattern, and I just, I'm hoping that this is something that we can fix, and obviously when we get our guys back, we probably will, so just kind of curious your thoughts if you, you notice the same thing. Thanks, Dino. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the Curry, Lee, Kaminga, Porter, Bielitsa lineup that, that started the second and started the fourth quarters, uh, that was that was rough. Those were rough minutes, and you know Jordan Poole subbed in uh, after that. You know Wiggins and Looney eventually came back in, but no, the Warriors were vulnerable after they they got the first five of the fourth quarter, and then it was real quick. Uh, the, the the Mavs were right back on them, and I think you could you could make the case that that Steve Kerr stuck with the Bielitsa and Lee portions a, a little bit too long. However, when he did go to Poole. Poole wasn't giving him anything tonight. And and then and then so he winds up going back to Lee. As far as Curry, you know, with the way the rotation is, with Curry basically playing the first nine or ten minutes of the first and the third quarters, and then he's going to sit out at the end of the first and the third, he's going to come back in with that group that plays at the beginning of the second and the fourth. With, with that rotation, the way the minutes are set up, if Steve Kerr doesn't give Curry – a little bit of a break there in the middle of the fourth quarter. He's going to play 39 or 40 minutes, and that's something that the Warriors are on record as saying they don't want to do. Now, there have been a lot of games and when the Warriors were winning early in the year with this rotation where Steve Kerr would he, he would almost say to hell with it and just play him the whole fourth quarter. And I think as time has gone on, he's become a little bit less apt to want to do that. But there was a, a, a few games where – Kerr, you could almost sense, if I take Steph out, we might lose it right there. Tonight was one where he gave him the, the mid-fourth quarter rest, but that's if he's going to be playing this rotation, that's going to be part of the conversation uh, flat out, is you know, when does he get that rest for how long in playoff games? Maybe he doesn't because you've got the next day off, and then it may be okay to make a run with him making you know, playing 38 to 40 minutes, but ideally you want to keep it around 36. 
I, you know, sometimes I'm surprised when he keeps him in. Sometimes I'm surprised when he takes him out. I've been more surprised earlier in the year when he actually would keep him in. Uh, and, and every time he's kept him in and played him a whole fourth quarter, I've sort of kept in the back of my mind a little tally of, well, at some point later, because he kept him in this one, he's going to take him out in another game where you're going to be like, well, I guess that's kind of paying back some of the time that, that, that they you know, paid forward with leaving him out there. Chris K in uh, San Francisco is up next. Chris K. Hey, J.D. Yeah, so, uh, you know, tough loss. Um I wanted to touch on, I think it was Dino, uh, his comment yeah. regarding the um, the team not not able to, you know, pretty much put teams away and stomp on the jugular, whatever everyone's um, metaphor is as far as describing how to close out the team. We, we have to understand, like, that team that used to be able to do that, the 7-9 they had lost a few years together. They had built that chemistry. And so, you know, there's, this is a young team with even young veterans that haven't gelled together. You know, even Porter and Bielita, they're, even though they're veterans, this, this team hasn't lost yet. I think they, this next few years, they need to lose in the playoffs and see what it's like to lose and sweat and get hungry. That is what that other team had. They had that. We lost. We're back again. We lose. And then each time they're losing, they're progressing. That's my first comment. My other comment I wanted to make actually is regarding um, Jay Poole not starting and being a six man. I played ball, right, in high school, and I played with some elite guys. Some of these guys played in the NBA. I won't get into that. But sure. when you're playing with guys and you're practicing and then you get moving to the starting lineup, that's huge. I mean, I think everybody knows that. But when you get benched back into the rotation, it's like not only is it a gut wrencher, it it, it ruins your motivation um, and and your morale. I think the problem that they that that the that the, that the coaching staff has done is not deciding what Poole's role is going to be. Is he going to be a starter and leave him leave him leave him in as a starter and put Wiggins on the bench? But but if he's going to be a six man. You got to keep him on the on the bench as a six man, no matter who's hurt, who's not playing, who's you know whatever it is. Because well, I think that's what he did tonight. He I think that's what Steve Kerr did tonight. I'm gonna jump in here. I'll let you finish. I'll let you finish here, Chris. But I think that's what Steve Kerr did tonight because he's not gonna be starting over Wiggins. But when Clay wasn't gonna play. I think Steve Kerr said, I'm keeping you in the bench role because that's what your role is going to be, and I'm working on this other stuff in the rotation. And, look, I don't know it, but Jordan Poole played like a guy that was ticked off because wait, it's one thing to be not starting for Clay Thompson. It's another thing to not be starting for Moses Moody when you went out and averaged 17, 18 a game as a starter. I, I'm not saying that's what happened, but it was a thought that crossed my mind, Chris. Okay. Sounds good. Appreciate the – uh, let me talk. Love your show. Keep it up. Yeah, man. Appreciate it, Chris. Good, good phone call. Lot, uh, lot on the table there. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. I'm just gonna be real. If I'm Jordan Poole, I'd have been ticked off today. Like, if I'm Jordan Poole and it's like, oh, Clay's not playing, and and then it's like, all right, I'm thinking I'm starting, and I've been I've been playing well when I was starting, and and even even coming off the bench some and then going back in because Clay's had to miss back-to-back or whatever. But if I just to me, human nature, especially a young player that's had some success, if I'm used to being in one role when somebody else is out and now all of a sudden the head coach is saying you're not going to be in that role even though that person's out, I, I'd be upset. Now, there's no excuse to not go out there and play well, and I'm not saying that's not that's the reason why he didn't play well. But if it was, it would be human nature for him to feel that way. All right, let's hear from Steve Kerr uh, following this one. Uh, lots to chew on, and I know a lot of people want to hear from, from Steve Kerr and get his thoughts on uh, the collapse at the hands of the Dallas Mavericks. Here's the head coach of the Warriors. Steve, what were the factors that you saw that added up to the scoring drought in the fourth quarter? Well, I thought we uh, we kind of lost our, our – uh, spirit and our energy um, when they made that push. Um, you know, I thought we closed the third quarter pretty strong. They had made a good run, and then we closed the quarter strong and went into the fourth with a 14-point uh, a lead. 
but uh, we we did not sort of maintain our uh, our grit, you know, coming down the stretch. I thought we just kind of let the momentum uh, get away from us, and you know, Dallas had all the momentum, and they were jumping around on their bench, and you know, our guys were kind of hanging their heads, and and uh, you know, it's a good lesson for us. We've got to got to understand this is you know, NBA games turn, you know, uh, on a on a dime. I mean, it just, uh, it, it happens quickly and you got to be able to withstand that. And we can't just say, well, when Draymond and Andre are back, we'll, we'll be better. It doesn't, doesn't matter who's out there. Uh, so we've got to do a better job of uh, executing under pressure and, and maintaining confidence. Besides, I guess the emotional aspect that you're talking about, what schematically changed or you know, what changed on the court uh, in that, route i think well, they, they went small um to start the fourth i think um and uh they they kind of d- drove it right out the rim dinwiddie got going and uh and then we you know we were on our heels so we we you know tried a, a few different combinations to try to regain uh, the the uh the momentum and we just couldn't find anything but you know it, it, their defense has been great all year in dallas they're they're a top I think top five, top 10 defense. And I thought when they went small, uh, we didn't respond. We missed some open shots and and they just seized the momentum. Steve, what do you, this is two consecutive home losses to teams you had down by 10 or more in the fourth quarter. Is there a fear or concern that that can get into the mentals of these guys? I think it's, uh, it's actually good to go through and feel it because, you know, uh, this is what it, feels like uh in the playoffs this is what it feels like uh you know when uh when you're when you're playing against a really good team and um the game's never over you know that's why we we stress all the details we do you know over and over again that's why we practice everything we practice we made so many uh, mental mistakes you know uh, fouling um on you know coming from the wrong places to foul not being at the rim in rotation in the when they went small um our defense kind of broke down and then it, that we let that affect our offense so we have to to learn from that and and grow from it for sure steve jordan did not play a lot in that fourth quarter you know without clay you would think that he might be out there was that because he wasn't shooting well or because the rotations didn't work out for him uh he just wasn't having a great night so i decided to go a different direction similar question about Kaminga. he seemed to be having a rough night what did you see from him i thought uh jk you know he's had so much momentum um and he's brought such good energy uh to games and i thought he let uh the slow start affect him. That's, that's what it looked like to me. He picked up some early fouls. Um, you know, he, uh, he took a couple of quick shots right when he got out there, nothing was going his way and that, that affected his defense. And, um, he's a rookie. These are all, you know, the lessons and, and, uh, that's why he's got to go through this. Um, one of the things about this league is you have to be able to find a way to perform when, nothing's going your way and you got to find a way to bring the energy and the juice that your team needs. And so, as I said, I I didn't love our team wide collective energy tonight. Um, you know, when the game started to slip away and, um, you know, I thought that was, um, not just one player. I thought that was team wide. Steve Wiggins is shooting like around 40% from the free throw line this month. Do you think that's affecting what he's doing? Do you think, there's any kind of lingering effect in his mind or does he just have to start making free throws? No, he's, he's, he'll be fine. He's always been a good free throw shooter. Um, he's in a little bit of a rut. It happens. He's working hard on it. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it, it got him a little bit tonight, but um, he'll, he'll bounce back from that. How difficult to, to regroup from this on the road. I mean, we, I asked you about it before the game, but obviously kind of a demanding stretch coming up here. Yeah, really tough stretch, and uh, it'll be good for our team to to have to respond. And uh, you know, the, as I said, it's 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 only going to get harder when we get to the playoffs. So you have to feel. And we have a lot of young guys. You know, we have a lot of guys who haven't uh, uh, played. You know, in the playoffs or deep in the playoffs. So um, these are great games for us to feel, but uh, we have to learn from them and uh, respond better. 
And you said before the game, you were already thinking about the back end of the trip when you have the back to back, but this is also sort of a, you asked about it. Yeah, so that, that is I, correct. I had to answer it because you, I, I'm not thinking about the back end of the trip. No, I understand. I'm thinking about Minnesota. Yeah. But, but that's my story. So that's, <laughs> but my question is sort of, it's, it's an unusual trip uh, geographically. Yeah. There's a lot of miles and obviously Denver was added to it, which makes it even more challenging. How conscious are you as a coach of the pace of it? Right. I mean, every other day for, for eight days and then back to back, does that affect your decisions? early in the trip when you have that many sort of stacked up against each other? Yeah. Yeah. We go through all that stuff with our performance staff and, and just discuss minutes and practice schedules and all that stuff. So it's all uh, not only putting our heads together, but we literally have, you know, data that um, leads to a lot of our decisions. You said that you, you guys have to learn from these kinds of games, especially with the young, a young squad. It's not just about adding Draymond or Andre back. You also said that, lack of energy effort later in the game what else though do you want this younger to take away especially from defense which has been something you've really been emphasizing that's all yeah that's cool yeah that's it energy effort execution that's under pressure that's the name of the game all right so steve kerr there uh, following this one, uh, a lot to chew on from, from Coach Kerr uh, as the Warriors uh, lose this one 107 to 101. We'll get uh, our shot of the game coming up here momentarily uh, on 95 7 the game. Uh, I, I do think it, it was interesting that sort of the, the general, the overarching tone, I guess, of, of the, the post game press conference with Kerr, a lot of, well, this is what happens when you play the young guys. Like, hey, Kaminga's in the rotation right now, and Jordan Poole's still learning and growing. And, hell, Moses Moody started and played 25 minutes tonight. So, hey, sometimes the young players are going to be good and contribute and, and help you win. And it's all gravy when you're winning games and contending for a championship and shorthanded and developing. And there's been a lot of talk about that, and, and deservedly so. But you know what? The flip side of it is you're going to make yourself more vulnerable to some collapses if you're going to be playing the young guy. I, I, I still don't feel like they're playing the young guys on all that much to where it, the blame could really be on that. But uh, I, I wonder. I, I do think that was the, the overarching I, I, tone, I guess, to, to Steve Kerr. Like, well, you know, it's not the same team, but but these players individually have to learn that, that – you can't allow these collapses and you're going to be uh, potentially in, in playoff like situations and you're going to have to figure out a way to avoid it. Uh, it, it just also, it just, it, I was surprised that Moody got the start uh, and, and I'm not saying it would have made a difference. I mean, you could make the case looking at just who played well tonight that, that maybe Moody should have finished the game because he was better than pool tonight. He was better than Kaminga tonight. Uh, and, and, and obviously uh, some others, but it, to hear the tone of Kerr's press conference post game, and kind of put it on, well, this is part of playing the young guys. It 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 just it kind of makes me go back to the Jordan Poole thing a little bit, and 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 wonder, you know, all right, Jordan Poole gets out of the starting line. It's almost as if like, how did the decision get made that tonight was going to be the night that all right, Moody's going to get his reward, and and he's gonna and, and he's gonna play, like uh, like almost like the Warriors have been. You know, working this thing so well to this point that eh, let's 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 give Moody a shot. Like we're not down the stretch yet. Let's let's give Moody a shot and see what happens. And and again, I'm not putting this in any way, shape, or form on Moses Moody. I thought he was fine tonight, but it, it's interesting that that you kind of preach consistency and you're trying to figure out what the rotation's going to be. And obviously, Clay Thompson's out. But instead of going to what had worked for you in pre previous situations, when Clay Thompson's been out. You go to to Moses Moody, who had barely been playing uh, with with Clay. So just peculiar, something going on there, and 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 I wonder uh, if Jordan Poole maybe uh, didn't handle that as well as as he uh, could have tonight. And I wonder if that maybe impacted the output, the 0 for seven, the 0 for four, but also why he only got 19 minutes because he's only had sub 20 one other time this season, uh, and on a night where Clay Thompson isn't playing, uh, that. That's peculiar to me. Uh, let's get to our shot of the game. Doncic 
Comes to the right corner. Behind the back in traffic. Batted down by Wiggins. Another turnover. Payton's pass. Curry runs it down. Catches and lets it fly. Curry. Far sideline. Triple. Off balance. On the go. Just ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous there uh, from uh, Stephen Curry. Uh, and it was that kind of night early for the Warriors. It, it felt like. Uh, it was going to be one of those games where it was just all clicking, and and it was another night where it was a hot start from three. I think that was another uh, underrated component and something that I hadn't mentioned to this point. Uh, the Warriors were 6 of 11 in the first quarter from three. That means they wound up 5 for 28 in the final three quarters. 5 for 28 over the final three quarters uh, of this ball game for the Warriors, and that just ain't going to get it done. In fact, the 5 for 28 number over the final three quarters was what they shot in Dallas for the game back on January the 5th. 5 for 28. Well, tonight it was 5 for 28 in the third quarter uh, from the in the final three quarters, and that, uh, that adds up to a loss. Uh, our shot of the game presented by the County of Santa Clara. Uh, again, shot of the game there. Stephen Curry with that three presented by the County of Santa Clara. Book a COVID-19 booster shot now at sccfreevax.org or call 211. Let's uh, hear a little bit of Stephen Curry before we call it a night uh, down at the Bill King interview room here inside Chase Center uh, following the Warriors' loss to the Mavs. Here's Steph. Steph, how would you describe what went on in the fourth quarter for you guys? Uh, there's a point where we started missing shots and that started to affect our defense because we played great defense for 36 minutes and gave ourselves a huge lead and great momentum. Really felt like we had the game under control. For whatever reason, our energy switched when, you know, you miss a couple of shots, empty possessions. They come down and score. Start to get deflated for, you know, no reason really because we still had, you know, a sizable lead. And then you start to play against half court defenses and can't stop the avalanche. So obviously that's two home games in a row where it's uh, been a, a rough, you know, fourth quarter for us. So we got to figure out how to maintain our energy, even if shots aren't falling, because that's what it might be like in a playoff game where you got to grind out a win and, know a team on the other side they have a little bit of life to take advantage of it so uh like to say it's a good lesson to learn even though it sucks to have to go through it would you say it's kind of like the defining issue of this game for you guys i don't know if it's fouling rebounding whatever oh just that like we played 36 great minutes and gave ourselves a 21 point lead 19 i think going into the fourth and or whatever it was, and that that's what in the in the league as a good team that should be enough to just get a, a you know enough stops in the fourth quarter where you um you don't have to win the game twice. We didn't do that. You went eight and a half minutes without making a shot. The whole team. Um, what within that pocket do you feel like was the offensive problem? Then we got some pretty decent looks. They were blitzing, so we got some four-on-three situations. Didn't fall. And like I said, it's one of those things where, for, for whatever reason, the energy just got zapped, you know, on, on the other end. And, you know, they start to pick up life, which then in turn their defensive energy picks up because they feel like they have a chance. I don't think we had too many turnovers, so it was just, you know, missing shots. and then. You know, that affected both sides of the ball. You can't have that happen. How do you keep the young guys from not from from this not getting into their minds that, you know, you lose back-to-back home games, fourth quarter collapses? How do you make sure that doesn't become a mental thing for the youngsters? We've all, I mean, the older guys, we've all been through it. And it's just reps to, you have to choose to stay confident in your abilities, even if, you know, rotations are changing. You might not be living up to the expectations that you put on yourselves or how you're supposed to play. and you got to be able to choose confidence and be intentional about that every game. There's no secret sauce, no magic wand. It's just you have to go through it and kind of man up and understand this is the most important part of our season. And, you know, if you get out there, you got to impact the game, bring good energy. And that's everybody. It's not just the young guys. Bring good energy, bring attention to detail, 
on the little things that help you win games, defensive energy, no matter if you're making shots or missing shots, you just got to go through it. And whoever's going to be out there, you know, playoff rotation, that should be the expectation. So Steve said maybe this is can turn into a positive because the playoff games can be like this where you're, you know, they're never another team is never out of it, so to speak. I mean, can you turn this into a, a good learning Example. Yeah, we can, but it's not going to happen just on its own. So like, you have to bring an intention to that. So whatever that means for us individually, we got to be able to do that. And it helps the group. So next game we go out, we have a, you know, we'll be on the road, obviously a team we, we lost to up there last time we went up there, got to bring an edge, sustain that over 48. And each game we'll have an opportunity, opportunity to do that to turn it into a positive and try to build momentum. But like I said, it's not going to happen on its own just because coach says it or because we want it to. We got to go do it. You said that you guys have to keep the energy up late in the fourth quarter. What are the keys to sustaining that energy? Just a matter of understanding, like, winning time, it gets harder, and you got to embrace the challenge. Um, and like I said, it depends on – it doesn't matter if you're making or missing shots. Like, rarely in a game like – in games that matter in the playoffs, are you just going to, you know, play perfect offense and outscore your opponent every night and just going to be high from all over the court? Like, uh, game slows down a little bit. The the grit and the uh, determination to, to sustain that level of play, no matter what the lead is, whether no matter what the situation is. So it's got to be a collective effort and, you know, everybody has to do their part. Steph, we've seen two teams kind of like know what they want to do in the fourth quarter. Is that something you guys have figured out yet, like fourth quarter offense when it's harder, or is that tough because you just haven't had the lineup to kind of work on that yet? Interesting question because it's it's tough because, yeah, we've had different closing groups, you know, especially since Clay's been back. We've had a couple of games where we ran some stuff between me and him. Uh, we put wigs in certain situations and make plays. JP's finished a couple of games for us. So it has been kind of all over the place just cause out of necessity because we've had, you know, different lineups. But I don't know. I'm going to look at the film, especially like tonight, because I feel like we still got good shots for the most part. We just didn't make them. And then the the air kind of came out the balloon, but I feel like we were pretty aggressive, but just didn't have anything to show for it at the end. And uh, like you said, they did. So I guess out of necessity has been a little all over the place just in terms of what we're trying to do. But hopefully as we get guys back and have a consistent stretch of games where we uh, know what the look is, we'll we'll figure that out. All right. So Stephen Curry there uh, following this loss and a lot of a lot of talk about learning experiences for the Warriors and learning experiences uh, for for the young guys uh, about lessons and and understanding that, that NBA games can turn and, and how to, to stick with it uh, emotionally. I mean, this is something that's happened. You know, it, it, tonight's not the first night. I mean, it happened in the last home game. Uh, so I, I think, uh, you know, what can you say when something like this happens? I mean, there's really two things you can say. You can say what, what Steve Kerr and Steph Curry did say, or you can say, which sounds like an excuse, well, wait until Draymond and, and Clay Thompson and Iguodala come back, and, and then it'll be uh, a, a different story. Uh, it, 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 I think the most unfortunate part of, of tonight, and, and both Curry and Kerr, alluded to this, and, and Kavon Looney alluded to this in his postgame uh, press conference that, that we didn't air for you here on, on Warriors Wrap-Up. And I'll give you the exact quote from Looney because I think it encapsulates all of it. They made a run, and we kind of folded when the adversity hit. That's the most, I think, disturbing aspect of, of this loss for the Warriors tonight. That, that sentence in a nutshell. The Mavs made a run, and the Warriors folded when adversity hit. And that's something that that shouldn't happen uh, to a to a team that has its sights set on contending or or winning an NBA championship. Even if you got a couple of future Hall of Famers that are out, once you get that lead, you got to figure out a way to to close out that game and and win it uh, down the stretch. All right, uh, that'll do it. Uh, I want to thank uh, want to thank Sterling Bennett in our San Francisco studios and, and everybody else in our studios uh, cutting up the press conferences and the postgame highlights and sound. Excellent work uh, by one and all. 
Uh, that'll do it for me. Keep it locked here on 95.7 The Game uh, beginning tomorrow morning, of course, with the morning roast and all throughout the day uh, here on 95.7 The Game. Warriors back uh, in action on Tuesday as uh, the Warriors will be in Minnesota taking on the Timberwolves. Warriors live begins at 3.30 for that one. That's a 5 o'clock tip from Minneapolis. All right. Mavericks get the better of the Warriors. They win it tonight here inside Chase Center, 107 to 101, and you heard it on 95.7 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.